Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year, and then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from Sully Baseball Studio in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Oakland A's manager, Bob Melvin, and just down the 101 from AT&T Park, the home of the San Francisco Giants. Well, as this offseason continues and the Cleveland Indians continue to look upward to the sky, wondering when it's going to be their turn. Sure looked like it was going to be their turn in 1997. Sure looked like it was going to be their turn, hell, on November 2nd of this year when Raja Davis hit the home run and they came up in the ninth inning with only one swing. The one swing of the bat could have won the World Series in the 10th inning. One swing of the bat, albeit an unlikely swing of the bat, but, you know, Montgomery versus Martinez, I mean, look at, he could have got a hold of one or he could have hit one in the gap, could have tied the game, who knows? But, alas, the Cleveland Indians did not win the World Series. Let me move on. Now, I'm going to talk about two things. They involve the Cleveland Indians. I'm going to talk about two things in this, and... I've been accused on this podcast of going on politically correct rants. Um, I, I, you know, it's my podcast. I'm going to talk what I want. I'm going to talk about how what I feel, but I'm also going to talk about the fact that you know there's some things that do get under my skin. If you think it's politically correct, um, I mean, I guess that's your prerogative, but I, I have reasons for feeling it, and it costs very little money to start a podcast and. You're free to do 365 alongside me. The Indians, that name sucks. And I brought that up before. It sucks. It's reminding, it's it's a name of an entire, it's not even even like an entire group of people. It's how we, a designation we've given to the indigenous tribes of North America and of South America and of the Caribbean, who have been dubbed Indian because European settlers thought they hit India. So it's offensive and wrong. I mean, I get why you call them Indians if you were, if this was, if you were a conquistador. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say not a lot of conquistadors are subscribing to the Solid Baseball Daily Podcast. I don't think Hernan Cortez is popping in his earbuds and going, man, I wonder what Sully thinks of the Padres. And there were some Padres with Hernan Cortez. But that name is the name of the team stinks. And also, it's not the same as Braves or Chiefs, which is a title that is given to, you know, that is associated with the Native American tribes. But that's that's a cool title to have. I'm a chief. I'm a brave. You know, but it's the names Indians and Redskins, those two names stink. Redskins is a racial slur and it it does not have a respectful origin. Indians is what the people who tried to conquer the Indi- the, the Native American tribes labeled them. So it stinks. It's a, it's a crap name. Now, I think everyone on the planet with a brain in their head 
sees that the Chief Wahoo logo has got to go. I mean, that's just insane. Even if you want to say, Sully, we're going to keep calling the Indians because of tradition, which is a faulty argument at, at best. Can we all just say, then get the block C on there? Seriously, put the block C on there. It's fine. Championship champagne will taste just as good. The Cleveland Cavaliers won the title wearing one of the ugliest uniforms they ever won, and Cavalier fans will be crying the rest of their lives. But the idea of, well, this has always been their name, it's a tradition and everything, is bunk, is wrong, is incorrect. And the idea of, hey, who, you know, it's just a name. Who cares? Stop being so politically incorrect. It's just sports. Don't be that person. Seriously. Don't be that person in terms of this. Don't be the person who takes the attitude that is, if it does not offend me, then why should anyone be offended? Do you have any idea what that you're actually saying with that mentality? What you're actually saying when you say, if it doesn't offend me, it shouldn't offend anybody. That's what you're saying. When If someone is pointing out something that is offensive, you're basically saying, well, I'm not, so you should not be. And if it's someone who is that a slur, that a, you know, a harsh joke, a comment or something is being directed at someone and not at you, to then turn to that person and say, you should not be offended because I am not offended. Stop and think about the arrogance of that statement. It's pretty intense. If people are saying, hey, do you know what? I find this kind of offensive that you've named a team after the incorrect label on an entire you know, race and, and collection of people. And when you see the people wearing like the, the Caucasians logo, where it's like a white guy with that, or there was someone put out a, a, a poster which has like the New York Jews with a character, a nasty Jewish uh, caricature on the hat. And the San Francisco Chinaman, this deeply offensive Asian cartoon on a hat. And the Cleveland Indians with Chief Wahoo. And you realize, uh, there's no difference. There's no difference. But I'm not offended. Yeah, but you know what? Why be that jerk? If the solution is as easy as, hey, we have this other hat we use. Or just wear that. You know, if, if I, there have been times that I do something, either if I'm saying something loud or I'm doing, talking about something that strikes me as funny. If someone came up to me and said, hey, could you lower your voice? We don't want to, that we find that talk to be offensive. You know, even if it's something that I really believe or something I think is that they shouldn't be offended, I'll also err on the side of politeness. To say, all right, you know, look at time and a place. Someone asked nicely, fine. Now, th this is such an easy solution. It's such an intensely easy solution to just say, we're not going to have that hat. 
We're going to use this other hat. Okay, fine. Great. The Cleveland Indian hat has changed so many times. You've had the Block C, you've had the Tomahawk C, you've had the C that looks like the Cincinnati Reds, you've had uh, the current Block C, there was a different Block C they used in the early 80s, there's the Wahoo with the C, there's the, there is the one version of Wahoo, there's another version of Wahoo, there was the I, you know, you can't equate the Indian's hat with the interlocked NY of the Yankees because it's not the same, it's been malleable. So if there's one stop on the endless parade of Cleveland hats that we've seen, um, what's the difference? And you say, oh, this one, one, do you want? A lot of people don't like that hat. It's kind of nasty. I don't find it nasty. Well, yeah, but you know what? Why create a problem when there's no problem that needs to be done? You know, if I have, try to think of like, like, I can see how someone might not want to show their kids the big Lebowski. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of swearing, there's a lot of drugs, there's some nudity. I happen to love the film. And I say, okay, I have two movies I want to show these kids. I can show them The Big Lebowski or I can show them Frozen. And like, I really stand, you know, I think, you know, Big Lebowski is the one I want to show. That's the one. Okay, I don't see why you would be offended by that. Just pop in Frozen. Let it go. Just pop it in. You've got an easy solution right there. You've got a children's party, and you're going to show the dude lighting one up and, and naked women jumping at Jackie Treehorn's house, or you're going to have let it, let it go, let it go, and the funny snowman with a carrot nose. It's an easy solution, pop and frozen. You already have the solution. You already have the uniforms. They already fit the players. And it's not like you can say Chief Wahoo has been a real good luck charm. The Indians have the longest current drought of any franchise of the World Series. So yeah, better stick to our guns there. It's the easy solutions. It's a solution that will result, that does not affect your enjoyment and will make other people enjoy it more. Seriously. If you're a Cleveland Indian fan and they're wearing the Block C, your enjoyment is just the same. Just the same. And then we get to the name. Ah, but it's a tradition. I Look, it, I played Tevye on Fiddler on the Roof when I was in high school. I understand tradition. And I understand the illusion of tradition is so important for baseball and baseball fans. The illusion that baseball has not changed. The illusion that, oh, this, this stretches back to this and that and the other thing. And in a World Series where you saw the Cleveland Indians play the Chicago Cubs. And a few years ago, you had the, the Boston Red Sox versus the St. Louis Cardinals. A few years before that, you had the Philadelphia Phillies versus the New York Yankees. These are all traditions. You have to date back to the beginning of the World Series. All those teams, I know the... Yankees were the Baltimore Orioles before they became the Highlanders. But by that first year of the World Series, 03, they were a team in New York, and they were a team in Philadelphia, and a team in Boston, a team in St. Louis, a team in Chicago, a team in Cleveland. And they were all the same franchise as they are now. So it creates that illusion of timelessness that was so important in this year's World Series as we saw old people from both Ohio and Illinois Crying, why do they want this, they want that. 
So you have that tradition. But it's sometimes important to think of the origin of traditions. Because a mistake made at one point could be left unchecked the tradition that is revered. The mistake of identifying a collection, a complicated collection of tribes, some peaceful, some hostile, some with a high technology for the time, some with a very low technology, a varying group of people, and giving them one label and labeling them as the people of a completely different culture and continent was a mistake. That was a mistake, calling them Indians. The people, not the team. I still think it's a mistake calling the team that. And that we made that mistake, and that mistake went unchecked for generations, and now it's something that is part of tradition. If you look at the beginning of things, you could say, well, mate, why don't we correct that mistake instead of honoring that mistake? Now, the Cleveland Indians had several names over the years. And I'm just going to go to baseballreference.com, the single greatest website in the history of the planet Earth. And we're going to go to the franchise encyclopedia section. The Cleveland Indians, the current franchise, also played as the Cleveland Naps, the Broncos, and the Blues. Their first year was uh, 1901. They were the Cleveland Blues. So if you want to get traditional, there's, there should be the Blues. Then there were the Broncos, which when you consider about the drive and the fumble, that was a pretty ironic name to call a Cleveland team. But then there was the team that they settled down, that for the next bunch of years, they were clearly known as the Cleveland, wait for it, Naps. Now, not a nap as in, I'm going to settle down and take a nice nap, but named after Napoleon Lajue, who was their best player, was their star player, and for several of the years, their manager. He was such a popular player, they named the damn team after him. The Chicago Jordans, the Edmonton Gretzkys, the Boston Chiraldis, the Cleveland Naps, not the Lajue's the Naps, the Napoleons. And they were that way from 1903 to 1914. And then Lajue wound up with the Philadelphia Athletics. Now, Todd Radom, the great Todd Radom, if you follow the ESPN Baseball Tonight podcast, you know who Todd Radom is. He posted something uh, on the day of the Game 7 of the World Series, which was a clip from Sporting Life January 23rd, 1915, and I'm going to read you part of this clip. With Napoleon Lajue going to the athletics, it devolved upon the sporting editors of the four Cleveland papers to get together and decide on a new nickname for the team 
as naps became obsolete immediately after Larry Lajoie was disposed to another team. It was back in 1902 that Cleveland fans held a voting contest in an effort to arrive at a nickname for the American League club, and the Rooters voted almost 10 to 1 to call the team after the great player who had then just joined the local outfit. Naps was taken from Napoleon's name, Napoleon, and Nap, and it has been throughout the years. Larry had been there, whether he was a manager, captain, or simply a private in the ranks. The Cleveland sporting editors have wrestled for a long time with various nicknames, including the Blues, the Grays, the Bucks, the Buckeyes, the Eries, the Euclids, the Raiders, and finally agreed on Indians. In the early days of the American League, the Cleveland team was known as the Blues in some cities and Indians in others. The newspaper contingent decided that Indians would be far more appropriate than Blues, <laughs> and thus Burmese outfit will be known as Indians instead of Naps. Now, let's just go over why I read that. First of all, it's one of the reasons why it's important to learn where our traditions come from. They're called the Indians... Yes, partly in honor of Louis Sakalaxis, whose name I think I just mispronounced, who was a Native American player who did indeed play for the Indians. Okay, the fact that you have to constantly explain that shows that maybe that explanation is no longer super valid. But they're called the Indians because a group of Cleveland sports writers in 1914 and 1915, in that offseason, doing their equivalent of the Sully Baseball Daily podcast, was deciding what to name the team. We're stuck with the term Indian based on conquistadors, and we're stuck with the name Indian for the Cleveland team because a bunch of guys who were probably smoking stogies and drinking scotch. Wait, was prohibitions on there? No, no, it wasn't. Okay, I just had to double check. I didn't want to get anyone in trouble. So, I don't know. Why not Indians? Now, okay. Buckeyes. That's Ohio State. Don't, you shouldn't probably tread on Ohio State's land. The Blues. Well, Cleveland Blues, not bad. The Bucks. That would be interesting, naming them the Bucks. Many, many years before the NBA had a team in Milwaukee. The Euclids. Oh, please. It's a terrible name. The Eries. Eh. How is that a worse name than athletics? The Grays. I kind of dig the Cleveland Grays. It's a badass name, isn't it? The Cleveland Grays. Eventually, the Homestead Grays became one of the great Negro League teams of all time. But do you notice the name that I glossed over that was in this article in 1915 that I kind of ran past? The Raiders. The Cleveland Raiders. One of the great sports names of all time are the Raiders. Even the years that the Oakland Raiders, or the years of the Los Angeles Raiders, or back to Oakland, even the years where the Raiders stink. And I'm no big football fan, but I've seen that the Raiders have stunk a lot. That name sounds so cool. It sounds, yeah, there's, there's momentum. There's inertia behind it. The Cleveland Raiders. If a bunch of 
you know, scotch-drinking, cigar-smoking writers saw that the name Raiders was a terrific name. Hell, that was the name they put in big, huge letters for the first Indiana Jones movie, Raiders of the Lost Ark. You're raiding them. As a team, they're coming in. The Raiders are coming. And they finally agreed on Indians because they thought it was far more appropriate. Can you imagine the arguments, the hand-wringing, the people with their faces painted red at Cleveland, the variations of Chief Wahoo, none of them have been good, that we could have avoided over the years had a group of sports, of four sports editors in 1914 and 1915 saw that Raiders was a terrific name for a sports team. We could have avoided a lot of crap. We could have avoided a lot of people talking about, well, I'm not offended by that, so why should you? And people explain, well, you know, here are the reasons. And the other thing that would be abundantly clear is if they were called the Raiders back in 1915, and from this point on, they were the Cleveland Raiders, we would look back in 1915, and even some of the people who have no problem with Chief Wahoo, because that's what they grew up with, would look back and say, like, oh, man, could you believe they were about to call them the Indians? Yeah, that would have been rough. That would have been rough. The only thing that makes people sort of shrug about things that are obviously offensive, that are obviously icky, is blanketing them in tradition. You see that when people do stuff that is repugnant, like serious things, repugnant towards women and other cultures and other sexual orientations and other religions because, well, this is what, it's their tradition. It's when you start to see things, well, why would they do it? It's traditional. It's okay. No, it's not. And this is a tradition that doesn't go back to Abraham. This goes back to after the Cubs' previous championship. 1915. This goes back 101 years, which in some instances is a long tradition, but not long enough that it can't change. So I had suggested a while ago that they call themselves the Cleveland Barons, as you know that was the name of the defunct NHL team. But man, they had a chance to have not just a name that was great, but a name that could have avoided a lot of really boring arguments. Let me ask you something, Cleveland fans. If you had grown up with a team that since 1915 had called themselves the Raiders, and your association with with Raiders was not that interception in 1981 or 82, whenever the hell it was, I don't know football as well as I know baseball. I'm going to go out on a limb and say you would think that name was pretty cool. You'd have your Raiders hat. You'd have your your Cleveland Raiders big-time fan. You'd love it. That'd be a tradition you'd upheld, wouldn't you? But nope, we're stuck with this because we can't go back and change what they did in 1915. 
I'll tell you what's a better name than the Cleveland Indians. The Naps. If I'm going to be part of tradition, let's really be traditional. So, let me tell you something. In that scenario, remember when I talked about the kids' party where I had the big Lebowski and I had Frozen? The Raiders is Frozen. And um, that sentence sounded very weird in context, out of context. Lord knows what it sounded like. Go to sullybaseball.com. Like me on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram. I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. If you thought this was too politically incorrect, then go tell me on iTunes. Go to iTunes and write it in a review. And I'll take a note of it. This has been the Solid Baseball Daily Podcast. Just wishing that we saw the Cleveland Raiders. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sullivan.